This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 971 FM Talk Podcast. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Ladies, I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a Mary, the sweet heart. Goodness sake, kid, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not a Mary, the sweet This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Andy Fry here on 97.1 FM Talk. Happy to be with you here yet again. One more hour. Andy Fry will be back tomorrow. If you want to find me on Facebook, it's really easy. Ryan Recker Radio. And if you want to go vote in the YouTube live chat poll, the question, do you find yourself removing your speech filter as you get older? For me, the answer is absolutely. I feel like I've reached that threshold early. (laughs) Maybe it's just a line you cross over at one point in your life. Some people, it's after the a certain age. For me, I would say it was after the age of 35, 34. 34, roughly, I lost my filter, I would say. So where's that? Uh, you remove that filter. And I call it the old man filter. Maybe that's the way to look at it. You ever notice your... We were discussing this on the show yesterday. I think this is why Ryan Wiggins used this YouTube chat poll. The idea that when you're older particularly grandpa age, you can get away with saying more things without repercussion because you kind of write it off as an, oh, that's just him being old, saying that sort of old-fashioned thing. But I think a lot of people lose their filter in a younger age like me. And that's why I think I've always fit in better with older people. So there was a story on Deadline, and there's some other places reporting this, but the Church of Scientology could be in some serious trouble. There was a suit brought up against them, and they're proposing that they use the RICO Act against Scientology, labeling them a, quote, criminal enterprise. You remember when the idea of going after the Church of Scientology was such a scary thought? Yeah. Because they would, like, send representatives to stand on the sidewalk outside of your home and, like, watch you. They would do what they could, I mean, the furthest they could possibly go legally to stalk you. And people that left Scientology, 
they were, I mean, stalked for years. But I think the tide has turned on Scientologists. They're not as threatening as they used to be. And I don't know if it's just there's not as many people inside of it. But what we're seeing in cases like Danny Masterson is that they have probably hid a lot of internal crimes that have happened inside of it, much like the Catholic Church did for many, many years. They say, oh, we'll just handle it internally. And then after a long time has passed, there was no law enforcement involved. And next thing you know, it's like 50 years later, and there's finally, finally something being done about it. Maybe they looked at an instance of the Catholic Church and said, we're not allowing this to happen with Scientology. So now they're looking at it and saying all these different protections you may have had, that's nonsense because you're a criminal enterprise pattern of racketeering activity, says the plaintiffs in the civil harassment case. Um, I hope this goes somewhere. And this is exciting. Honestly, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. Wow. Cause that's, that's impressive. Cause I remember there was like a big fight for the longest time. The church of Scientology wasn't recognized as a legitimate a uh, religious organization, therefore, couldn't achieve. Not well. The, yeah. Well, the government recognizes them, but they're really not. Well, they, I need. Mean, I mean, they do now, but it took a, a like a huge pressure campaign from the church to try to get that recognition from the government because they wanted that tax exempt status. And it was like they did some shady things, like like you were saying, walked right up to the line of legality, but didn't cross it to pressure politicians into doing, you know, giving them that status. And now right. they're going to face RICO charges? This is wild. So here's uh, what the article says. Uh, heading towards the September 2025 trial date. This is next year. It's 2024. They're looking at September 2025. <laughs> That's so far away. It says, after various unsuccessful attempts by Scientology to get the 2019 filed harassment dispute by ex-members of the church pulled out of courts, December 27th filed left the amended uh, said the addition of the Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act, RICO, uh, basically, is legitimate because, quote, many of Scientology's criminal enterprises, money making schemes are criminal in nature. Yes, 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 yes. Remember when Donald Trump said they should lose their tax exempt status and like people are like, OK, now he's talking some sense. Yeah. Nothing ever came from it. But man. Never too late to take this down, honestly. Is there a big Scientology building over in the West End? It was like right at the end of, like, um, where was it? It was, I'm trying to remember where that was located. Right where the trolley ended, there's a library. And, you know, um, and past that, I think there was some office buildings, and then there was the Scientology building. Do you remember? Do you know that location? I, I don't know it very well. I, I always tried to steer clear of the Scientology. What's that called again where the trolley is? Is it uh, the loop? Was, the Del Mar The loop? loop, yeah. So you go to the end of the loop, you have Fitz's, and then mm -hmm. the loop kind of like ends at the library, and you go a little bit further, and I think that's where the Scientology building was, essentially. Oh, really? Right where the big, there was like those giant lion statues you remember going into that neighborhood is essentially right around there okay and fun fact do you know those lion statues that are right there was the model that they used for back to the future for the big model oh. of the lion statues? oh it's for that cool. lion estates or whatever yeah isn't no. that cool <laughs> that's wild so it's because the writer uh, knew the area of course but um i i'm gonna say i don't Spent a lot of time in the loop. I didn't. I'd only use basically go down to Fitz's uh, because, man, they had, 
I tell you what, they have the best chicken wings that they just don't get credit for. They were so good. But every time we drove by there, I got to say it was an empty building. I don't think I've ever seen a car there. It's like they just own the property, which makes me wonder if you start to open up the books on Scientology, is that what you're going to find? A bunch of these like empty shell building purchases used to kind of get around tax code or whatever. <laughs> like it, it, the more they are investigated, much like the NFL yeah. was afraid of being investigated because you'd have to discovery period where they have to open up the books and they were very much afraid what they would find during that discovery period. Do you think that's what Scientology is really worried about? The parts that they would have to disclose to the courts and the things that would normally be kept secret are going to be out for a lot of people to see. And that's going to be the most damaging thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that most large organizations are afraid of is discovery. They don't want their secrets getting out there because I would say there's probably a huge, I don't want to say a majority, but there's probably more businesses out there than you think that not necessarily cooking the books, but using quote unquote creative accounting methods. They're they're working the tax laws and stuff so like funny. that. You to sound their... like a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> creative well, accounting methods. Sounds like a gangster thing to say. We use creative accounting measures. You know, that's it's weird too, because you compare that to what like my church is. And if I walked into my church right now and I said, Hey, I want to see the books, they would open up the books and drop them right there on the table and say, There you go. Take a look at them. Don't care. Yeah. Have a look. This is where where this is where the money's coming in. This is where it's going out. This is what we're spending it on. Yeah. I you know, I I talk about this too. The type of church I like is the pastor that drives an old car that's got a ton of miles and you know they're not going out there buying expensive right. watches and shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, they, when there's a need, they'll be like, well, we could really use an alternator in the church van because otherwise we can't pick up the kids. Like that's the type of church I like because they're very transparent in the way that their money's going and how they're spending it. It's not like here comes the pastor down a zip line and <laughs> he's wearing a, a $50,000 watch and the shoes cost more than my vehicle, you know, type of deal. And I hate that. You know, that's how you can tell that people are giving money to the church and it's being used for extravagant lifestyles yeah. and not helping people. Um, Scientology, I think it's used for extravagant lifestyles. Yes. Are, you are you kidding the way that they operate and look? And that, I mean, that's basically their MO. They want to look rich in everything they do. Well, yeah. And it wasn't it founded like L. Ron Hubbard was a, a mediocre scienti uh, science fiction writer. Fiction writer, yeah. And I heard a story. I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard a story that he bet somebody that he could create a religion. <laughs> Where did you hear that? That's cr I want to look that I, up and I, find I, out I, if that's true. I feel like I heard it on the like the Leah Remini specials that she was doing. Ooh, oh, she's good. I mean, the way that she brought this out, she really took a yes. lot of uh, uh, attention to what was going on. Uh, you know, by the way, you said Waters had a psychic on the show. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. I got to pull this up real quick because I haven't actually listened to this yet. Is it tarot card readings? Am I saying it? Tarot, tarot card, yeah. Tarot. You don't say the last T. T-A-R-O-T. -T, tarot no. card no. readings. The last T for is For Biden mystical. and Trump. Okay, so the psychic pulls out a tarot card for Biden. Do you want to do Biden or yeah. do you want to do this let's, pull let's do for Biden Trump first. first? Okay, let's do Biden first. This is the psychic on Fox News pulling out the tarot card on President Joe Biden. And this is to predict 2024. Is that what this is yeah. about? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Let's see President Joe Biden. What will his year look like? Let's look at Joe Biden. 
Lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Lots of money. <laughs> from China? <laughs> oh, you are cheeky. <laughs> I, I didn't say from where. Lots of money. A lot that of money. is very interesting. I mean, above, okay, for whatever is his normal, it's way above. <laughs> That's when I say lots. Wow. Because I, I deal with everybody of every possible um, income, so... That, 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 that's All right, I'm going to put you in touch with James Comer after this reading. <laughs> this is so funny. Can I just say how awesome of an idea this is that they are on a nationally televised show on Fox News, the highest rated of the cable news networks. And he's got a he's got a time slot and he someone pitched to him the idea of bringing a psychic on to predict <laughs> what 2024 is going to be like to the two top presidential candidates. And at some point, someone said, yes, let's do this. I respect that. I think it is hilarious for a segment idea. I think there's. I love this. I think there's two people on Fox that can get away with it. One is Waters, and then the other one is Gutfeld. Uh, Gutfeld can do whatever he wants, and rightfully so. He's proven himself to be able to get away with these type of bits. Waters, love it. Okay, so the prediction is he's going to make a lot of money in 2024. <laughs> perhaps from what Jesse said, China. And now it's an election year, so a lot of money is going to be coming in. I don't believe in psychics. I think he's probably doing this tongue-in-cheek, right? It's not (laughs) meant to be serious. Yeah, I would think so. Do you guys run the California psychic ads on your radio station? Uh, Do you know? No, no, I don't think we do. Uh, On the station I work for up here, they run maybe twice every five hours or six hours like it's every three hours roughly and they run all it, it seems like i hear them every night and it's like a, i guess there's a big resurgence in psychics right now i don't understand it myself i don't believe in them i think they're all scammers and i they're just basically out there taking money from desperate people and they are taking also money from vulnerable people who are desperate to try to get answers for things that this person definitely doesn't have the answer to. It's actually really exploitive. So again, I play these things to laugh at them. I don't play these (laughs) things to make any point. I think Jesse's probably doing the same thing. All right. So that was Donald Trump. You or no, that was uh, Joe Biden. You want to hear the Donald Trump one? Let's do that. that. I can't wait. Paula Roberts is the English psychic who is on set to give us a reading right now. I would like, Paula, for you to give me a reading hmm. on President Trump. Just the one card. One card. One card. Let's do just one card. We like that one. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what is that? I, I, mean, I-, I like the sound of it already <laughs> without even knowing what it is. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's a good one when you get that noise out of the psychic. Oh, <laughs> what is that? I, I mean, I, I, I do recognize that I'm at, I'm at Fox TV. I have <laughs> a sense of loss, a sense of loss, but it, it's very <sighs> specific. No, 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 no let, let me move on. It's a big sigh. It's a sense of loss. It's as if um, he may be thinking more about what he's lost and not still taking full advantage of what he still has. A sense of loss. Ah, the psychic just broke it on Fox News. We have no hope. Republicans are going to lose the the White House if Donald Trump's the candidate. (laughs) Maybe he's not going to be the candidate, and the loss is he's going to lose in the primary. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe the loss is him just he's focused too much on 2020. The loss is that he cannot move past what happened in the past. That's the sense of loss. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so those psychics have spoken. Have you ever had a tarot card reading or anything like that? No. See, me neither. And, like, if somebody asked me to do it, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Actually, I had somebody did ask me uh, earlier last – well, toward the end of the year last year, hey, do you want to come in and do a psychic uh, tarot card reading? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not about it's that so life. so dumb. And radio used to bring on psychics all the time. That was a really big bit for radio talk shows. And they would have their listeners call in, talk to the psychic. And it was always a huge topic. Like the phones would just light up like crazy. I remember one time I did interview a psychic and they asked if I wanted a reading. And I said, no, you're not real. And that's how I approached it. And we had discussions. I'm like, why? And, you know, I, they, they took it in stride. I think they're used to being insulted in that way. But I didn't care because I look at them as exploitive. And I wonder if it's still that popular. But then again, like I said, they're running those California psychic ads nonstop. They got to be still making some uh, money somehow. Do you remember Miss Cleo? Ms. Yeah, she died a long time ago. Remember the story of Miss Cleo? Essentially, she was the spokesperson but made very little money off of it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's I, actually I heard, a shame. I, I heard her organization got taken down for fraud. Like somebody yeah. prosecuted them. Right. And she was basically just a spokesperson, the front of it. I don't think she really did much in the side of uh, readings, but they paid her very little money and they used her image an awful lot for wow. it. And she really did not get compensated the way she should have for that type of campaign that they were running based on her image. Real shame. Uh, All right. Well, the tarot card readings have spoken. The psychic says Joe Biden's going to make a lot of money this year and Donald Trump will be at a loss. Oh, boy. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Says the psychic for Donald Trump. That's the quote of the year. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on 97.1 FM Talk. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm on Twitter right now, and I see a picture that someone tagged me on. You have some Photoshoppers in your audience. It is uh, Radio Ice, Ice Ice Baby, and there's a picture of me (laughs) as Vanilla Ice. This was from an hour ago. I missed this completely. Ice Ice Baby. And I, I like to wear those old man virtual reality glasses there. I, I do like those. So I'm glad they use that photo. That works out perfect for me because that's my like ice ice baby type of look. Thank you for that. Uh, there he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, a few things I want to get to real quick. Isn't it great how President Joe Biden can go out there and say that 
He cut the national debt in half. <laughs> we just hit $34 trillion for the first time. It's, it's quite pathetic of a lie to say and try to manipulate or make it sound like you are helping things. But you look at the markets right now, they're not reflecting uh, positively to all this national debt hitting $34 trillion for the first time. And a lot of it can be credited to all of these different you know, debt forgiveness for student loans, some of the things that they continued to do, even mm-hmm. though they didn't really have the authority to do, but they were doing anyway under the radar. Um, on top of that, we had that other extra stimulus package that we knew would contribute to this, but Joe Biden really wanted to get this through because they thought it was necessary when it wasn't. Um, we continue to see more debt racked up based on the massive amount of inflation. We saw people that noticed the national debt going up is noticing their own debt going up as well. And as I am looking at the video feed on YouTube, that is a good looking cake. What is that? Are those little carrots on top, or is that just kind of the decoration that, of the that's frosting? That's just the icing. Take a big bite of that. No. Brad. Just do it. Here you go, Just Leah. do it. I Have like at the it. icing. Yeah. You lick the icing off top? It's like my kids. You give them an Oreo, they'll lick the frosting in between the cookies, and then they'll leave the cookies. And then they put it back. They don't put it back. They'll just leave it on a plate. I saw someone point out online. They said, I wish I was as rich as my kids who could open up a Pop-Tart, say it looks weird, and throw it away. Like, I wish I was that rich. So there's Leah out there. She's licking the frosting off the cake, and she'll probably leave the cake part of the cake sitting there at the producer booth, looking at it through the rest of the night. Is that what's about to happen? Oh, no. She'll finish that cake. It looks really good. The Gelman team brought that in? Yeah, the Gelman team did. Uh, Arch Bakery, something like that. I don't remember exactly. And I keep checking New York Post. I'm waiting for the Epstein document dump. They said it was going to start today. You know, yesterday I was waiting for it, and they said it was going to come out yesterday. And then Twitter was like, well, it looks like there's another challenge to it, so it looks like it may not be till the 22nd. But now New York Post is saying it can happen at any time now. Identities of over 170 Jeffrey Epstein associates could be released today. I want to know, and so does the Internet. We want to know. The name's on the list. Uh, While we wait for that, there was another story I noticed. How would you like to be the kids of a billionaire and realize you're not going to get any of that money? So an 81-year-old billionaire, Nicholas, I think it's uh, Pusch, he is an icon of the fashion dynasty Hermes, allegedly orchestrating a succession saga that involves adopting a 51-year-old gardener so the gardener can get his money and not the kids. Well. He's a fifth-generation descendant, and he has a foundation of luxury fashion homes since 1837, commands a considerable share of the $220 billion valuated company, ranking among Switzerland's wealthiest individuals with an estimated worth of $10.3 billion. And allegedly, during these legal proceedings, supported by a legal team, he's formalizing the gardener's adoption in order to arrange the, you know, to, to try to arrange what's going to happen with his money after he dies. Um, this is on the New York Post. How would you like it if you had a family, let's say a parent that was a billionaire, and they were setting the stage to make sure you got no money by the t- out oh, of that man. billion dollars? You feel slighted? Would I mean, how would you feel? Like, does that just scream to you that there's some issues there within the family or is that normal where you think that they 
were given enough through their lifetime, so they don't need any more after you die. Uh, didn't oh, who was the Warren? Uh, Warren Buffett. Think, Warren Buffett did something similar with his kids. Not that he wasn't going to leave them money, but it just wasn't going to be anything like what you know what his massive amount of wealth is. It was it was. It wasn't a paltry number, but it was paltry compared to what it was. And then he was just giving the rest away to charity. Yeah. Can I say, too, it boggles my mind how some of these fashion companies could be worth billions of dollars, and it's the ugliest clothes you've ever seen. (laughs) How does that work out? Yeah, I don't understand that. So uh, the foundation in a statement shared with Fortune opposes the – what they call the unilateral cancellation of the inheritance contract – signaling a potential showdown reports suggest that the adoption maneuver may serve as a legal tactic to preempt any interference from the foundation to try to step in for the money he doesn't want to give to the rest of the family man (laughs) what is going on in their lives that he doesn't want to do that i mean maybe it's altruistic maybe he's like hey you getting this money isn't going to be good for you and it's better for you to have to earn your way on your own which i can't imagine if they're the children of billionaires they don't have some sort of business acumen or something like that, that they can't or haven't already earned a lot of money on their own. Yeah. Haven't you? I mean, at some point I'm guessing his thought is that I've afforded you every opportunity anyone could ever ask for. You probably have lived in luxury your entire life. If he's 80, I'm guessing the kids are what, 60, 50, 40, you know, they're well into their adulthood. And part of it is that you had all these opportunities to make something of yourself and you probably have benefited from my money an awful lot already. You probably have accumulated some wealth because of this wealth that I have. So you've, you've got enough. All right. Time for you to go do something with it and prove it like I did by inheriting a company <laughs> that I've had in the family for five generations. Wow. Um, so given that I think about myself, I, you know, I want my kids to have everything I have. Like, I wouldn't want to give it to a stranger. Mm-hmm. That's such a strange thing. Is it just billionaires that feel this way? I, I would want to make sure that my kids are as best off as they could possibly be. And I would never do something to them to try to exclude them because I love them so much. I can't imagine why this guy would do something like this, honestly. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can think of is like, he knows that they're fine and they're going to be set financially. And that he just sees the rest of this as some sort of ruin. Or the other side of that is, is they're not fine. They don't get along. And he's like, you ain't getting my money. It's going to somebody else. You ain't getting. You ain't getting. Yaint. Is that a new word in the English language? I mean, yaint. I don't know about. Been around as long Sounds as like, I've been alive. Yaint. I like that. Uh, well, I can tell you who's not going to get that money. Joe Biden. Or maybe he <laughs> will. Maybe that's what he's setting up that's here. That's tarot card reading. The tarot there card reading says that Joe Biden's in for a lot of money and this billionaire is setting up for his family's not getting the money. Could it be that Joe Biden's the beneficiary for something like this? <laughs> this guy may live forever, too. It's just as bad. I don't want to say giving it to the gardener is bad, but, you know, you ever hear the stories about them leaving all their money to cats and, like, basically oh, there's I a caretaker that. for their animals? I hate that. It's like, to my beloved dog, I leave. And it's like, your dog wants the treats and that's it just leave him some treats and he's gonna be fine treats and belly rubs that's all you need uh yeah i don't know why they they would do something like that so we're in major debt issues but can we just you know find find ways to handle the debt i i know we have fun talking about stories like this uh succession or whatever that's going down but 34 trillion dollars for the u.s national debt right now uh surpassing that 
let me play this clip for you real quick. And this is clip number eight. U.S. national debt has hit a new record, more than $34 trillion. It's due to many factors, including higher borrowing costs due to interest rates and lower tax receipts. The actual impact of high debt is debatable. Some experts believe it's a threat to the country's fiscal health, while others believe it's okay so long as the economy remains strong. This is the Epoch Times that are putting this out. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of their materials. Do they normally put this ominous music behind their newscasts? <laughs> Does that happen? <laughs> they always, like any sort of thing like that, they'll have some sort of bed music in it. It's, it's very serious, you can tell, based on the music. Either way, it's sure to become a political bone of contention. President Biden blames GOP tax cuts on the deficit. Republicans say it's because he spent too much money. The benchmark also comes as federal spending laws are set to expire in the next few weeks. If Congress fails to pass extensions, the government could shut down. Ooh. So the debt is there. It's at a bad time for Democrats yeah. who are trying to find ways to spend more money. This is a good opportunity to remind us that we have, and Tucker Carlson brings this up. I don't watch his show on X, but I should. But he um, he brings this up when there's different beefs, like there is one going on between him and Ben Shapiro. And I think one of the crux of it is that Ben Shapiro says we need to uh, help our allies in Israel, and that's a top priority. And Tucker Carlson's point is we have higher priorities here domestically in the United States. So you can point to the southern border. You can point to the national debt, for example. And until we have this put in order, then we shouldn't be sending all of this money or even discussing this money to go to these places that we're not going to benefit from, let it be Ukraine or Israel. So there's different ways to look at this and arguments to look at it. And Tucker Carlson says the most American thing you can do is take care of your country because you love your country and you want what's best for your country. So if you want what's best for your country, you have to put it first. And the national debt needs to be put back into the national spotlight. And how about that? They need to vote on a new debt ceiling here soon in passage. And what a great time for that ticking clock to just oh, be man. up there nonstop in the background while they discuss these things. Man, that that is such a huge fight because it's such a partisan thing. Um, I don't remember exactly what the philosophy is called, but there's a philosophy that the U.S. national debt doesn't matter. It, like it has no bearing on anything. And so there are those that see that and say, well, we can spend whatever money we want. We can print whatever money we want so that we can spend it because we need to do this on the on these things. And then there's another party says this absolutely matters. And it's what's the, it's one of the biggest drivers of inflation is is the abundance of money and it loses its value because there's just too much in the market. Um, yeah, I've done that. I've had interviews talk to different professors and they say, you know, other countries don't have debt ceilings, so we would be fine with just eliminating it and uh, spending whatever we want to spend. And I can't grapple my mind around that concept because, uh, number one, we're irresponsible. Yeah. And number two, we'd be spending it in with, with no guardrails. We would be spending it in ways that a lot of people would not be happy the way it's spent. For example, if there were no guardrails, then would there be any argument to stop them from massive debt forgiveness for student loans? You know, some political issues or, or giving an indefinite amount of money to Planned Parenthood or whatever. You know, if, if we looked at that and say, okay, we can give as much money as we want to Ukraine. 
without having to go through congressional uh, budgeting processes or even approval. Uh, we'd be able to spend as much money on, I don't know, hush money that politicians give to sexual harassment claims that we don't see. <laughs> hush money, often. slush funds. Slush funds, yeah. So uh, essentially what you're saying is that we could spend with, with immunity. And when you see the far left bringing up um, global warming as an example and saying that, you know, your kids are going to burn in the future because of global warming. Uh, I think the much more realistic problem we're going to run into is the debt is going to ruin a lot of the things that we cherished growing up and being able to have some financial freedom in our lives. We're going to cause some major catastrophic financial issues that are going to hit every American home, and that's going to hit the kids a lot harder than adapting well, to climate change. I mean, you're already seeing it. The numbers bear out that that like it used to be that you could work a part time job and put yourself through college. Well, that's not the case anymore. And then yeah. you, you look at the housing market. Well, it, interest rates are climbing up. Then the also the the bottom line price of a uh, the median price of a home has just skyrocketed. And so all of these things are starting to pile up and people are like, what's going on? And it's like, well, maybe we should start look at how we're spending funds. The two arguments when we listen to that clip, the two arguments that they they the, the the left and the right were blaming one another was one said, well, they've cut too many taxes. And then the other side says, well, they're spending too much. And the answer to that is probably both. You hmm. like the thing Donald Trump did that raised the debt when he was there was not only did he cut taxes, he continued to spend more. So he didn't cut taxes and cut spending. You have to cut on both. You can't just cut one. And then the Democrats right. are just like, hey, let's just spend and spend and spend. And then they say, we'll tax the one percent, the billionaires and whatnot. You could tax them 100 percent of their salaries and it wouldn't make up for the spending that they want to do. So that I mean, yeah. that eventually well, that's going to trickle down to the you know middle class and it's going to hollow out the middle class and we're starting to see the beginning of that now well here's here's part of the problem that you find even some things that you think you could agree on like infrastructure we don't want bridges collapsing republicans say we're going to spend some money to make sure our bridges don't collapse democrats say we're going to pass trillions of dollars for an infrastructure bill but then we're going to fight global warming with it right and then you're like wait a second hold on no 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 that's not the way that was meant so yeah we both spend uh donald trump may say we need to rebuild our military because you know we haven't actually actually uh, invested in the equipment and the people for so long and then you know democrats will say that we need to cut military spending so there's different ways that i think we can spend these things um but the problem you run into is that on the far left, they're using it in ways to drive up the debt and they're doing it in ways that a lot of people disagree with the way they're doing it. Some things that would be a lot more pragmatic as opposed to stopping the inflow of illegal immigration. Democrats are saying we should spend some more money to give more benefits to people that are here illegally. More you know, so it's it's a, what's a weird yeah. thing to be in right now. Man. Um, more we have one more segment and that sort of thing. And they also wanted to do more uh, lawyers too. Uh, oh, what do they call them? Lawyers, immigration lawyers. Yeah. You know, California and places where they want to make sure they have, you know, universal health care. And now we're talking about universal income and we're talking about uh, forget it. It's just a whole ordeal. But we have one more segment coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Annie Fry, 97.1 FM talk. Welcome back. 
I'm Ryan Recker filling in. One more time here, if you want to find me online, Ryan Recker Radio. If you want to Photoshop my face on the things like I see on Twitter now, uh, at Ryan Recker on Twitter. <laughs> so we're Radio I'm life, so, so, so eagerly awaiting the drop of this Epstein list. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm actually a little bit jealous that Mark Reardon's going to be on the air when this list drops. So it was going to come out yesterday. Apparently there was a legal challenge, Doe 107 or something like that, or 106. I can't, but essentially one person objected. So then the judge decided, okay, while we try to sort this out, we're not going to hold up everyone else. We're going to release every other name except this one. And then on January 22nd, uh, if the objection is not found credible or whatever, then they're going to just release it. Then everything will come out later. So we should have those Epstein names here this afternoon. And I keep searching over and over and over again, and I can't find it yet because it's not out, but it's going to be out. They say today, now oh, you're gonna make please me speculate on who Doe 107 is. Who is it? I, I know. No I want to find out. But I guess we'll find out sooner than later. Uh, but, you know, it's so funny. They said she in the request, I believe. So oh. it could be a victim, maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe not someone that's a perpetrator, per se. Someone that was brought up as uh, part of the you know celebrity list that is there. So we'll just wait and find out. It was so funny because uh, someone pointed this out online because I think they saw the word she and then they posted a photo of jimmy kimmel and drag (laughs) 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 through one of the skits he had (laughs) it's so funny all right a couple other things do you see starbucks is going to allow for the reusable cups at drive-through and mobile orders doesn't that defeat the purpose of mobile orders (laughs) like i thought it was supposed to be done by the time you get there like you're going to show up with your cup (laughs) in the mobile order i just didn't want to talk to you through the speaker I know. And what's the point of that? Like you have to hand it to them. They put it in, they send it back to you. Um, you know what I think about this is about essentially them saying is here, you do the dishes. Like, <laughs> imagine going to a restaurant and them overcharging you for a plate of food. And then when it's over, they say, go ahead and take that plate home and wash it. Yeah. You know, cause you brought it in yourself. That's like some of those, like uh, the bread co by us, you, you order coffee with your meal or whatever, and they hand you a mug and then you get to go fill it yourself. So then yeah. if that's how I, I haven't been in a Starbucks in forever, I can't remember if that's the way it's set up, but just imagine that you're, you're at a restaurant set up like that. And it's like, okay, you bring your own mug, you fill your own coffee and then you go home and you wash your own mug and then you bring it back the next time. And all they do is they provide the coffee in a pot and set it out there. And then they charge you, what is it for a Starbucks coffee? Six, seven bucks. Straight coffee. Yeah. It's something like four or five bucks and then if you want to get a fancy coffee it's like seven bucks now or something like that it's so expensive we uh during the pandemic bought an espresso maker with the milk frother Uh so we can make our own lattes here and i do it all the time i had one today really enjoyed it It saves me a ton of money and it is a luxury to go to a coffee shop and order these sort of things but i don't want these washing stations to be around (laughs) that i'm gonna have to take care of it's just the dumbest idea but I do like the idea of, let's say you have a travel to go mug and you just want to use that as opposed to their paper cups. That's fine. Like, yeah, that works. Go ahead and use that if you want to. But uh, it's so funny. Like you're in the drive through. You're going to hand a dirty mug to them that you keep in your cup holder. Yeah. I'm sure these workers just love handling with this stuff. But the workers are probably used to dealing with dirty stuff anyway because they welcome junkies to shoot up in their bathrooms because they got the needle depositories there already. I tell you about that one Starbucks I was in. Mm, I forgot which location in St. Louis here. 
so I was in line and the person in front of me, some guy dropped pills and it wasn't like Tylenol, if you know what I mean. Oh no. And I pointed it out to the worker and like, Hey, these guys dropped so many pills and they knew exactly what to do. They're like, oh, okay. They put on the gloves real quick and they come and picked it up and they, they did a quick sweep or whatever it is. And they acted like it was no big deal. And my point being is that all of these different Starbucks are trying to unionize for better worker conditions, less hours, higher pay. But I don't hear any of them saying they want to get the junkies out of their place of work. Like that should be a priority of the union. You should be able to go into work and not have to worry about drug addicts constantly being in the same space as you. That is like would be one of the priorities that apparently the workers don't really care about. They just want to be able to wear their, you know, gay pride flag pins or whatever without getting harassed. And they're uh, wanting less hours. They don't want to cry. Uh, they, they want the freedoms and uh, to go through an entire what was it, a four hour shift? Because I think that's about the most that they can handle behind the espresso machine or whatever. So that's the kind of stuff that they fought for for a union, but not the you know safe working environment. Uh. Um, Universal overtakes Disney as highest grossing studio in the 2023 box office. Uh, South Park did that whole thing on Disney. You remember how they did the Kathleen Kennedy? The Panderverse. The Panderverse. That's so funny. I think a lot of people are recognizing this. If that isn't enough for Disney to wake up and realize their movies are bombing and people are just having this fatigue over the same superhero stuff that they thought would make a billion dollars every time they put out instead of putting out good content, they were just putting out what they thought was safe content that people would go spend money on when that doesn't work anymore. And they realize that the super Mario movie or Oppenheimer or Barbie, these type of movies that their competitors are putting out that people really like and enjoy are the ones that are making money. They got to have a real day of reckoning at Disney because in the pipeline, they just got a bunch of the same old junk that people are going to scarcely see in the future. Unless their plan is to just stream everything. And that's the end game is just to stream as much as you want uh, and then just take over the home television and give up on the box office is their main draw. Otherwise, Disney could be in some serious, serious trouble here in the future. Well, the, uh, the problem is, is they're not having much success with Disney Plus with the streaming service. It's underwater as well. So the streaming services. Yeah, yeah. That's not it's not a cash cow. It's a it's a drag on them. And that's why they're talking about combining with Hulu and all these other things to try to expand their library and get more people to uh, to view it. You know, you see them. I think they're recognizing there's a problem because they had that whole snafu with the Snow White movie, the live action Snow White. And uh, it was supposed to release, I think it was this last year, toward the end of the year, this last year. And they went back and they did rewrites on it and they're doing reshoots. And it postponed the movie for over a year. Oh, yeah. And what was the movie that they filmed and never put out? Wasn't, didn't Disney have one of those too? Um, it was Snow White. Is that done? They just haven't released it yet? No, no. They're reshooting it. They're, reshooting it. Yeah, yeah, they're doing reshoots on it. Massive reshoots. Because, Massive reshoots, yeah. Because, I thought it was just shelved. I guess not. Yeah, I got them mixed up there. And I let you say that. It makes sense. Um, and then there was a Netflix. They filmed this sci-fi show that never delivered. And they spent, what was it, $400 million or something yeah. crazy on that. Oh, boy. This is what a time to be alive. And <laughs> on top of that. I consume less and less. Like I find myself not enjoying anything that comes out. Even the things I thought I wouldn't enjoy, I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But did you see, I saw that one person was touting 
the success of other type of alternative films that have been getting more attention, like The Sound of Freedom. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I did. I saw it in theaters. It's How on Amazon it? Prime now. Yeah? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was... It is not a big conspiracy theory movie. It is a very well-told story about a man who rescues children out of a sex trafficking ring. Oh, you know, according to Joe Biden, that doesn't happen. So you don't <laughs> have to worry about it. No such thing as sex uh, trafficking uh, at the southern border or anything like that. Uh, but let's say that hypothetically there was. So is this accurate? Have people like looked at this and said that this sort of thing does happen? Well, it's based on a true story. I mean, the guy that is the main character is a real guy, and he goes around and and gives speeches no. and talks about that. Apparently number 10 for the year for the total grossing over $184 million. Sound of Freedom fell behind John Wick, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Indiana Jones. Both of them fell under $180 million total gross. So good for them. Uh, you know, and congratulations on the success there. Brad, thanks for making this so easy. I always have a fun time when I get to fill in for any fry. Thanks and this for filling is, uh, in. And hopefully we get to do it again sometime soon. Thanks for all the messages that came in. I'm on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. If you want to look me up on there, just message me on Twitter. Something like that would always be good to uh, connect. And Andy Fry will be back again tomorrow. Mark Reardon coming up next, 97.1 FM. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 